This is The Sober Gay, a podcast about being sober in the LGBT community and beyond. Hi, Aubrey. Hello, Dylan. How's it been? Um, My, 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 how the turntables. Yes, the turntables <laughs> be scratching all day. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll start with... Okay, so <laughs> this podcast, I'm very, we're, I, I, I'm very transparent yes. about everything that's going on and everything. Um, so, you know, I had just really opened up about my relationship and saying, you know, like, okay, I think it's time I could say something because it's been, you know, at that time it was like four or five months. It was everything was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> It went downhill. I don't know. Mm. Um, we broke up. Uh, so just in the same breath of talking about being in a relationship sober, I guess here we are. We could talk about <laughs> breaking up sober. Uh. Because let me tell you, this is the only time I've thought about wanting to drink. And it's really been weighing on me. Mm. Heavy, 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 heavy. Mm. Um, I had... My first—I don't know if we talked. No, we talked about this in person, but not on the show. Um, I had a dream, like right after we broke up. Um, and I was drinking, and I have had drinking dreams before, and whatever they come and go. Yeah, yeah. This one was different because in this one, I could taste the flavor of both drinks that I had. I had uh... drank a, I drank a beer and a glass of red wine in the dream. And I could taste it. Like, I could taste the effervescence on my tongue. It was so scary how real it was. And that was the first time I had tasted it in my dream. Like, I had been, like, sneaking them in my dreams. But it was just kind of like that, like, dream world. But this You was, got the, like, drunk feeling, this but was, you never yeah, tasted it It was very all. lucid. Yes. This was very, like, I could smell and taste and touch and feel. And I was very, very lucid. So when I woke up, I was just kind of in a panic. Um but it just completely opened up this conversation in my mind of like the future of my sobriety and like where it's going. And like, I just don't, I just don't, it's like, I don't know. I know I'm in a vulnerable state right now. Yes. I'm in a yes. very vulnerable state. Cause I had this conversation with um, our friends the other day and I was like, I don't even know if I'll be sober forever. What if one day I just decide to start drinking again and I can, I can handle it then. And then I was like, in the same breath, I was like, well, I just know I'm in a vulnerable state right now. So yes. I'm just going to allow these feelings to come into my head. I'm not going to act on anything. And I told them, I was like, even if I decided to drink tomorrow, I'm not going to act on it tomorrow because it's just That's not tomorrow. It's tomorrow. I can't, I'm uh, not doing it today. Um, uh, just, uh, just, just being honest, honestly, that's what's been going on in my head. I just feel like, I don't know, like this, I just, I'm so stressed out. I'm, yes. I'm depressed. I'm like, uh, it's just everywhere. Alcohol is everywhere. I see like this girl on TikTok that I was like, okay, I follow her. I watch her lives and she makes me like distracted. So it's funny. And I've been watching her. And last night she was like, okay. And, like, you know, her followers were sending her tips to go get a bottle. And she's like, oh, I'm going to get a bottle. And like, she talked herself into getting a bottle. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't watch this right yeah. now. Like, You're like, like, I can't talk myself into this either. <laughs> yeah. Cause then like uh, the scariest part was like, she's talking about like, she's going to go get a bottle. And I was like, oh, it's late at night. I looked at the time. I'm like, why am I looking at the time to see like, 
if it was possible, if I if it was open for me to do the same. It was just a weird. I'm in a weird state. No, yeah, <laughs> it's and that's totally okay. I, you know, I have honestly been in that um, that state before. I've been in that that place before, and you know, I do. I still do get those times where I'm like, what if I do? You know, like what if I do drink in the future? I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna be sober. Um, you know, every day, I don't know if I'm going to be sober in the future, but like, like you said, for today, I know that I am. And for today, I can at least make it till, t- till tomorrow and I can make that decision tomorrow. And yeah. like, that's just where I'm at, you know, cause he, like you said, what if you can handle it in the future? But I don't want to like, think about that for myself. And I, you know, I really hope, and I, I, you know, I hope that you continue to talk about it because I know it only makes it better, but like whatever happens to, we're always here for you. So yeah, I'm just. This is the most I've ever really thought about it, you know, because I've been very transparent on the show of like, I don't, you know, I don't have cravings. I don't have any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. But uh, yeah, it's happening now. And it's not even a craving. It's more of like a, like, I just, I, it's this thing in my brain that's like, okay, Dylan, you've, you could probably handle a drink because you've gotten so far and you wouldn't want to be like the same slop you were before. And I start to entertain those thoughts and I'm like, oh, maybe it's bright. Maybe one day I can do it again. And I'm just like putting so much pressure on myself and I have this podcast and all this accountability behind it. I'm like, what if all that wasn't there? Would I still be so passionate about sobriety? And it's really been scaring the shit out of me because I'm like, what is what's going on? Mm -hmm. But I have to remind myself that I am super sad right now and I'm super vulnerable. You know, I you know i was i really loved him and mm. it was like it was really hard to you know to have that take it away from me yeah it felt like you know so you know for me to put it all in, and i'm all, and this is coming from someone i've really broken up with everyone in the past <laughs> like i've never really been dumped so it's like uh it's really uh i don't know humbling <laughs> i guess in that aspect yeah. it's like you know you think that your hot shit and then it's like everything can just be like this the rug can just be pulled out from underneath you at any moment mm-hmm. and when even when you think things are good they might not always be good for the other person and i don't know everything's a learning experience i you know how i like to look at life it's like i don't like to look at hardships as like the end all be all i like to think of it as like what's the okay that's a stepping that's just a step for me to get to the next part well, knowing you, you're going to take the experience, you're going to read some books, you're going to learn a lot about it, and you're going to not only grow from it, but, like, be exponentially better from it. So, like, I hope so. Yeah, I, I you know, I, and you also, I mean, I think you also kind of have this, what, you, you're you very close to your three years coming up here, too, so there's that, and I feel like that's probably a pressure, too. I remember... Yeah. It's it's it always is a struggle like knowing like I don't know why it's like that year that every year like sobriety thing it's kind it's of like, like a an yearly extra review pressure. on your sobriety yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay we're coming around for your your yearly review let's see how you did <laughs> oh you cried a lot this year <laughs> it feels oh, like that yeah it, feel, no. it does feel like that and then it also feels like I'm like well three years of sobriety. I could have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not right. And this is like, I'm not like, this is another reason. Like our, this show is not in any way, any form of, you know, therapy. This is just us talking. And if it helps you, it helps you. If this is triggering you, just turn off the episode. Yeah. This is just true. This is what I'm feeling. Honestly, it's, it's just the scary. Raw, it's the raw self. Right it is. Now. I do like using like the AA mint approach 
when it comes to these times of the just for today, yeah, it does help because I'm not gonna drink today. And you know what? It's like I keep telling, and that and that helps me because I'll be like maybe tomorrow, and that when tomorrow comes, tomorrow is suddenly today, and I'm not drinking today. Yeah. So that's just really helping, you know, because yeah. it's like keep it up, and you know, again, what your your struggle is is only gonna make you grow. So like, it, it sounds really weird, and I know it's a struggle that probably is not the best phrasing of it right now, but. You know, I really do hope you can grow from this. Yeah, I think I will. I think um, I was on the Seltzer Squad. We, I talked to Kate about, um, you know, I've kind of slack, not slacked off. I've kind of like pulled away from all the self-help that I've been reading and stuff. And I've been giving myself a break because I, I started to realize, like, if all you do is self-help and that's, you're, you know, er everything you're posting on Instagram mm -hmm. stories is just, you know, a self-help quote and stuff you're not really giving yourself time to process and live your actual life you're just always working on yourself mm. i think it's good to take breaks from that and just feel it when you feel it like i'm not feeling it right now to well, like sometimes to you gotta put it into like practice it's, yeah you can't just you, it's not necessarily about retaining the knowledge it's actually about using that just, knowledge yeah too. actually doing it you can't mm -hmm. just always be learning you have to you have to put it into effect mm -hmm. too so I've changed up my books, you know, I've been reading like novels, which I don't really ever read and memoir. I'm reading a memoir right now and it's totally not in the genre I would usually like yeah. be in, you yeah, know, it's yeah, just, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not in like the reading convoluted universe and like stuff that I has to be so like, uh, spiritual. I'm kind of just, just, you know, going back into some of my old interests that I had, before all this shit happened <laughs> like, Good. and Good. by this shit i just mean like the whole drunk career and all of it like just stuff that i was interested in before that like, you know i was really i was really into the girls next door when i was growing up and they they now have their own you know expose show called girls next level and i've been listening to that a lot and reading holly madison's book down the rabbit hole um, so, you know, that's just like a topic I've, I've always been re really obsessed with the, the Playboy empire and not like Hugh Hefner or like the porn side of it, more of just like the, what's going on the on women, the inside. Yeah. I was always more into the women's liberation side of Playboy and like, you know, free body, like, you know, free mind and mm. now, but there's this like documentary called the secrets of playboy that came out i okay Ooh, okay that's like the misogynistic dark side of it it's because there really are two sides to playboy i mean you it's can only like, imagine when you have this you know 80 90 year old man that's has what you know 20 30 year old women yeah yeah there was so, uh, a lot and like there was like this one part they were talking about like where one of hugh's ex um girlfriends walked in and he was like fucking a dog oh sorry if that was triggering but like jesus i was like oh my god so like they got into some dark 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 stuff like at the playboy mansion in like the 70s but <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> but now like to hear like um holly and bridget's side of the story of like what happened in like the 2000s part yeah. of it it's very interesting so that's kind of uh the more you know about Playboy. I know. I, I love this. I love it. I found a picture of me when I was like 16 and I have my little like diamond encrusted Playboy necklace on. Like, Stop from, like, it. It was like a, the fake one, obviously, but it was like I used to wear all the time. I love my little Playboy necklace. Uh, <laughs> so weird. And I, I was, was never obsessed. never been allowed to. So upset. I was always so obsessed with Anna Nicole Smith and 
like she was like my role model for a little bit <laughs> like Aww. i know it makes no sense for like a little like 11 12 year old gay boy to be obsessed with anna cole smith Why? but i was <laughs> i i think she's a great gay icon she is, i she mean really is. please just, she was ahead of her time she was ahead of her time <laughs> uh um what's what's going on with you <laughs> <laughs> moving on yeah. uh, oh you know um things are going okay for me um as well life has been interesting i actually am uh getting in touch i've been really really putting it off but uh i finally am getting like my password and stuff to get on my medical account so i can get in touch with a therapist Ooh, that's great um because i definitely have realized that i've been really 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 needing one and part of it is because like i i have drive to do a lot but when i start doing it i lose the passion to continue if that makes sense yeah yeah for sure um and and that's like it's a really it's been really 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 difficult for me these past few months like with all this stuff that i like really do want to do like i just graduated school and i like i want to start looking for jobs but i'm like I, I was like so gung-ho about it for like the first month and now i'm just like i've been faltering and i've been applying for jobs and i've been doing this stuff and but getting into this like depression i do this with everything it's always kind of been like this throughout my life so like i just need to like talk to someone and really get my life together and i've been really depressed i have really 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 depressed lately and i don't know how to get out of that funk and i feel like a lot of the time i've been thinking i can handle it myself and i thought i had been handling it myself but i i think i've come to realize that i'm not i'm handling it in a really 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 unhealthy way um that's affecting every aspect of my life so like there's that no, that's, um, a, that's the monumental though to have that realization that you're like i can't do all this by myself I, yeah i need something else i need someone else to help me through it that's a that's a really good realization to have though yeah it's been uh a long time coming and like i and it's just like i'm actually taking the steps to do this and i know i don't want to fall into this like I'm going to do it. And then I don't, I really want to like make this happen. So I'm like hoping like, you know, I need to start like calling some therapists and like finding people that I can actually like talk to because like, I know that like also my anxiety is like gotten way, 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 way too out of hand. Like to the point, like I can't even like sit on a zoom call. And like, when like, I want to like talk about something, I just start like hyperventilating. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't even know why. I get it. I get it. I've been there. It's, I think therapy will help you a lot because it, it, at least from my experience, it helps break down why you're having those feelings and not like why is like, Oh, cause I'm nervous. It's like, no, why? Like you're nervous from this thing that happened in your past or whatever it could have be this root problem that's causing you to feel this way. And I think it would be really good for you to get in there and be like, Oh, cause once you realize where you're coming from, you can help your brain to reframe those thoughts and yeah. recategorize them in a way where they're not so painful and, whatever you know could be yeah. holding you back i were i really yeah i really wish i would have uh done this before because i've i've gone through therapy but it's kind of been more like forced therapy and forced you know like oh i i you know i got two duis so i i had to go and do this for for my duis and talk about well my drinking was like and yada yada and you know it was more like service level bullshit that like i was like saying the right things to get through you know yeah yeah um, and we've talked about that on the show before like just in like sobriety in general you're never gonna do that until you want to do it yourself yeah. it's so hard 
to like come in as an external source and be like, you need to do this. You need to do that. Because as humans, we don't want to be forced to do anything <laughs> against our will. No, we do not. And it never helps people. Mm-hmm. And like, I really wish like I would have gone into those therapy sessions wanting them because like, I feel like I could have used them as an, you know, a, 21 22 23 year old like (laughs) it would have been very useful then but (laughs) the the the, uh, developmental part of my life where i'm really like trying to get through this but you know you were just like a a wax coated sponge at that point that's how i think about it in my brain you were like great i that's a great you're like you know a wax covered sponge isn't gonna soak up any water but it's still gonna be a sponge it's like you you had the potential but you didn't want to learn it you didn't you know like and Feel free to use that. I just made it up yeah, on top no, of my head. I, I love that. <laughs> a wax-coated sponge. You're still a sponge, but you just couldn't absorb. Right. Uh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, you had the potential, but you're blocking yourself by dripping in wax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it there. <laughs> I got you. I got you. No, I, I you know, and I, and I really think that... <sighs> I will learn from this. I'm super nervous about it as well. I'm super nervous because I'm also don't want to learn those things about my like past. I, you know, I don't want to learn. <sighs> I don't want to learn about the like, because I know it's there, but yeah. I don't want to learn about the things that I know are bad about me. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and just say, don't, frame it that way that it's bad there's nothing bad about you there's nothing bad about you trust me i know some bad people <laughs> <laughs> or i at least i should i should say i know some people that have done bad things because i don't even believe in bad people like i just you know i think um i do think people do bad things that pressure that i could just see and hear that pressure that's coming from inside of yourself and i just i already know where you're coming from i know it's hard it's it's, it's a really hard place to start but you're starting at the right place. Yeah. You're, you're you're doing good. Well, you've always uh, I feel like you and like a few other friends have like always told me I've always kind of been like a closed off person, and I don't like I I have always felt like I've been open, but like I feel like what is it about me that I do like keep closed off? What is it about me that I like don't show to people that I don't like do to people? And like that's something that I'm like worried, like nervous about finding out about. No, I, I <laughs> totally get that, and you you're totally valid in feeling that way because that is a scary thing, especially for someone who is more reserved on their true emotional feelings as you can be and that's totally okay and then like that i like that you're gonna move at this at your own your own pace because no one is here to pull you out and say tell me all your secrets yeah all what you want to share with the world around you and that's like the power that we have as humans to manipulate our surroundings in that way where we can just kind of you know present to the world what we want to present to the world and let them know who we are and when you find those parts of yourself that you think are important enough to be defining of you as a person then you can share them with the world and say i learned this about myself because of a b and c i conquered c i struggled through b you know like you are able to tell your story in a way at that point that you're proud of because you've come out on the other side does that make sense yes okay yeah no it does i, I, like I, I was trailing there no 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 uh, and you know i i feel like i am gonna get there i am gonna find out what i am willing to share and not share and you know i guess it's more like 
me like I want to be a person that like shares their life and I like I I guess I always thought like I had been but like I have realized that like there's a lot that I do hide and I didn't realize it and maybe it's because I tried to block it <laughs> for yeah, myself and that's totally normal that's a total normal like um trauma response yeah just block it out it never happened yeah oh well it brings me back to the girls next door because there were three girls next door <laughs> and um uh <laughs> three different girls with three different experiences and i like to use this as a metaphor in my head holly had this like horrible experience bridget had a, a mediocre good kind of experience and kendra had this experience that neither two of these girls had where she doesn't want to talk bad about playboy and she doesn't want to bring up it because she doesn't want to see and she's very like don't want to talk about trauma and it's very obvious and mm -hmm. seeing her in interviews now she doesn't want she's like ah, they just want to bring up all this stuff that's not true and stuff and you could totally just see her trauma blocking and like it's it's uh definitely like uh you could definitely see these three girls and how they handle trauma differently and it's definitely a metaphor for a grander picture that you could use for a life lesson. I love that. <laughs> like, I love that. Which girl are you gonna be? I always <laughs> thought of myself as a Bridget. Like uh Bridget was always like the goofy kind of like just like the mediator, like keep everyone happy and going along kind of mm. person and just like I like to think of myself as the Bridget with a little bit of Holly. Because Holly is the, you know, she's also says that how she is on the spectrum as well with, with autism. So mm -hmm. I definitely relate to to that. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I always thought of myself as a Bridget, though. I was always a Bridget fan growing up. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry if this is really boring for people that don't care anything about the no. girls next door. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I love it. Now I need to go watch this. I know, right? It's, it's a sh it's an old show. It I is. It was on E. I think it premiered in 2004, and it ran till I think 2007 was the last season. Mm. Um, yeah, and there's just so many layers to the show. Like the girls didn't even sign up for it. Hef signed them up for it. They didn't even get paid until the end of the last first seat or the end of the first season. Like there's just so much behind it. Like these poor girls were nope. just thrown into this against their will just because they simply were a part of the Playboy a play, Mansion. A part of the they Playboy Mansion. Probably already signed their life away with that. So. Yeah. There's just so much that goes on. So if you like, you know rabbit holes and like stuff like that that you want to fall down and just find like a never-ending plethora of information fall down the playboy mansion just in general rabbit hole there's just, just fall down in the playboy mansion yeah. and see what happens yeah, fall down the rabbit hole like <gasps> like the book says she's so clever for that book title um yeah so this whole episode was mostly just kind of me me you know being transparent about the breakup and you know, talking about how I feel. Uh, I don't want anyone to worry about me. I'm sober. I'm happy sober. But we're both still sober. We're both doing great. Both still sober. I just this is just honest truth feelings. Um, Aubrey, we have a website. We do have a website. <laughs> I think it's thesobergay.com. It is. <laughs> uh, you can find all the ways to listen. We are now available on Podvine. Thanks Ooh, Podvine for thanks, putting us Podvine. on there. There's a couple other platforms that I'm forgetting about now, but I'll mention those that have added the show. So the show's still growing. We're still getting to more people. Um, Please, you know, if you that. know people that need um, share gay sober talk, just uh, send them over our way. Please share this. Um, please rate five stars on 
uh, iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. It helps us grow and reach more sober, queer people looking for conversation. And know our community is growing out there. The more the more that I have been hanging out at the bars downtown, well, working at one, I should say, the mm-hmm. more that I realize there's a lot of gay sober people out there. Yes, we're here. We're, we're queer. here. We're queer. And we're ready to take the streets back. <laughs> yeah, we're here. We're queer. And we don't drink beer. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. Right? Okay. Like that too. Um, Instagram. We have an Instagram. Uh, it is at the Sober Gay Podcast. It sure is. Ooh, strike two. Can um, I make it three? I'm like, what is the third thing? Website, Instagram, and email. And the oh, email yeah. is at the Sober Gay at gmail.com but don't put at at the beginning yes yeah it's not a double at (laughs) okay um new new catchphrase we ready for it until next uh, until next time stay sober oh yeah just stay sober (laughs) (laughs) you're like panic panic oh my god oh my god really quick i was uh we ended uh the seltzer squad episode and i panicked and forgot what their catchphrase was too and i was like I don't know uh, what to say. I don't know what to say. Did you say stay sober, girl? Like I did the yeah, first I was, time. I was close because I was like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> so, I, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Hangover suck. Bye. Bye. <laughs>